ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main You're event. You're listening to The Weekly Brew with Austin Stepp, Jeremy Paxton, and Hunter Atkins. It's time to sit back, relax, and let's get ready to rumble. Hold me back, bro. Hold me back. Trevor Reza, Patrick Beverly, Austin Rivers, James Harden, Chris Paul. I don't care who you are. Hold me back. We are rumbling this week on the Weekly Brew Podcast. We have an episode that was so critical we had to do it midweek. We couldn't wait. We have two of the best baseball minds in the city. Jake Kaplan, Houston Chronicle, beat reporter covering the Houston Astros. Derek Fogel, cousin of Jared. Austin Statton, my co-host as always, and me, Hunter Atkins, sports enterprise reporter for the Houston Chronicle, covering everything, which means I cover nothing. I hate you. I love you so much. We have so much to talk about. We're going to eventually get into the Rockets, of course. Last night, their fight that was not a fight. Uh, we're even going to get a call, I think. I haven't confirmed yet, but we're going to get a call from Doc Rivers. Yeah, we're, we're still working with his agent right now. We should uh, hopefully confirm that in the next few minutes. Super exciting. We're going to try to wedge a little bit of football in the middle because we have a resident Eagles fan. But Houston's at the center of the sports universe right now. You know, if you still, I guess, consider the Texans an important team. And uh, But we got to talk about the Astros' latest acquisition of Garrett Cole. Um, the reason why I really wanted us to get together in person is because our schedules stink, and we've never had the opportunity to offer our listeners Jake Kaplan and Derek Fogel. Is this the first the same time, time they've been in the same room? No. Other than the press box all the time. Yeah. <laughs> other than like 81 other times in this yeah. 2017. No, but these are, the, these are the, the two best baseball minds who haven't played the game at the Major League level, I would say, in Houston. And, but there's still a chance for you, Derek. Is there? Yeah, they need relief pitchers. What about so. me? Mm. Nope. <laughs> no chance. No ch- I'm surprised you're even like awake. <laughs> and uh, no, I wanted to get you, your guys' thoughts. Jake, can you talk a little bit about um, how the deal went down? Because there were reports. You just asked me to talk about. Can you, Jake, That's can my you... biggest pet peeve with reporters. I'm using Austin, quotations. can you talk about what's your biggest <laughs> pet peeve with reporters? Jake, can you talk a little bit about how this deal went down? Yeah, so... The Astros and Pirates first spoke about Garrett Cole before last year's trade deadline. Once nothing came to pass, they kind of put it on the back burner, and then at the winter meetings, the two front offices met again, uh, discussed a potential deal there, and, you know, in, in the... You're I, so excited to talk about it. Can I mean, it's, it's not as glorious as the Justin Verlander, uh, you know, behind-the-scenes look, and, you know... Um, but I mean more about how there was a report... How there was fake news? Yes, that no, for real. That Jeff Luno comes out immediately a few days. I, mean, I don't ago. know how that. You'd have to ask the person who reported that. I don't. I don't know what his, who his sources were and how that. But how does that? So how does that experience interact with the experience a few days later, where the deal does get done? Because because the the impression. Well, but the impression we were given was that a Derek Cole deal was not about to happen. It that was the impression that was given. It. I mean, it, that happened two days later. Th- that. W- that was Wednesday to Saturday, I think it was. Um, Four days later. I mean, I, I mean, I don't think I, it's obvious the teams were talking. Um, Jeff Luno said two to three times a week since the winter meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from what I understand, nothing was imminent or close on Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday, the day that the report came out. Um, so just by coincidence. Well, it's not coincidence. I mean, there was there was 
Obviously, truth to the fact that the teams were negotiating a deal. Was that maybe an agent leaking something with Garrett Cole going through arbitration? To try to push the hand of the I have no I- Maybe. I have no idea, honestly. Um, I guess that's possible because he did have arbitration, his settlement a couple days later or a day later. Um, How close do you think the Yankees were on this? Well, if you ask, actually, Derek, the Yankees had him on Wednesday. So. <laughs> I was pretty certain. <laughs> Based on? Uh, I read like one article. <laughs> <laughs> Bought it. Totus is sold. But yeah, well, well, I, I don't think it's as interesting as like it sounds. Like I, I think there was literally a, a report that was wrong, and then the teams made the deal three days later. I don't think it's like there was... Anything much more? I love well, how Jeff made time for us at FanFest to talk to us and then waited for FanFest to be over and then pulled the trigger on the Yeah, team. that was fun. Well done, Jeff. That well, was they fun. are No, but they are masterful in when they do everything. I was, I'm honestly like impressed at how Jeff and the other front office people who were at FanFest can like keep a straight face. Looking at Joe Musgrove. And yeah. Gosh, yeah. he was there. And I like, saw, like, how oh does that, gosh. like, how do you? And as you reported. And talking to us even too, like, you know, it's like, they do a really good job of saying, like Jeff, in particular, of lying, yes, of saying, like, yeah, of lying, yeah, yes. Do you? Well, and I'm being a little more crass and saying lying, but do you have an anecdote to offer us of, in retrospect, oh yeah, I guess they did lie to your face that day, because you must have <laughs> certainly asked about Garrett Cole or something. I think there was more general questions as to if if they expected to get anything done uh, before I think, spring. Yeah, Berman, I think, asked something along the lines of Cole, like, tell, what, tell what, me. What's lock? What's it locked to? Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. You know. How special is it? What's it locked to work on a deal that that, that, could, that could change a franchise? Well, like he that. said, like, it was reported earlier in the week, but it didn't come to fruition. What's the deal? And he kind of said, we always feel like there's a chance we're always yeah. working on it. That's a version of a lie. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm saying that. Yeah, and then it happens an hour later. That's why it was funny to me. Like, really, you waited for the doors to close, and then once the doors close right behind us, oh, there's the deal. All right, I thought a very nice bit of reporting you did, too, was you reported when Joe Musgrove found out that he was traded. Yeah, he was at Bush, sitting at a, you know, uh, he didn't tell me which fast food. That's an airport, for those of you who don't know. Fast food place, or or maybe he was at one of the nicer, in the new Bush Terminal uh, restaurants. Also an airport. (laughs) (laughs) He was with a few of his teammates, um, and... Uh, yeah, I got the call from Jeff Luno while on his way back to San Diego after a day of mingling with Astros fans, signing autographs, getting fitted for a World Series ring. You know, just it's got to be a surreal kind of uh, ordeal. And he was beloved. I thought, you know, fans really loved Joe Musgrove. Uh, we enjoyed working with him because he was really nice. He was really smart. He did a lot for the uh, the Harvey stuff too, man. Yeah, it's pretty. Like he's only up for more than Altuve probably a season and a half, and he was a fan favorite, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, a genuine guy. Pittsburgh is going to really like him. Um, but for any Astros fans that think they lost anything, they gained Derek Cole. Derek, let's pick your brain. Because I know how Jake feels about Derek Cole, so we'll swing back to Derek Jake. Cole or Derek Cole? Cole? Oh, my gosh. I it's confuse too much. Him. I confuse All right, Fogel, say <laughs> what? Okay, about what? About Cole. About what are your thoughts Cole? about him? Um, I mean, he's a remarkably heavy thrower. He led the league for average fastball as a starter for two and a half years or something. So usually with those guys, they tend to be, you know, a lot like Lance McCullers. They live in the zone. They're heavy in the zone. They trust their stuff to be swing and miss. But he's kind of, I don't want to say evolved, but he's learned quickly that he can be a spot-up guy that still has power. Like Justin Verlander, he knows he has the velocity, but he's still going to try and paint corners and hit spots and have some craft to it. So... I think 
the you know people are upset about the twelve and twelve what he's done, but look at what the Pirates were. They were upset that they lost in the wild card playing game two, three years in a row. Two years. Two years. They for won sure. once, right? I don't think they ever won. They were they made it beyond the first round in Cole's rookie year, so thirteen. Okay, because he pitched so, against the Cardinals. Either yeah. way, your point is that they didn't they didn't accomplish anything, right? So that that team was like almost twenty games below five hundred, and that always reflects on the starting pitcher. So don't weigh that record so much against what he does. If you want to look, like look at his K per nine. It's insane. He's striking out a guy every inning. If you look at his career innings, I think he has maybe 20 less strikeouts. It's like 700 something. So he has swing and miss stuff, but he doesn't just live in the zone and he's not your, your new age pitcher. It wouldn't seem, which is odd because he came out of UCLA with Trevor Bauer and that's exactly what Trevor Bauer is, right? We know him as a guy that, lives mid-90s, and he's just going to try and beat you with a breaking ball for the most part in the zone. He trusts it. He's like But Lance. Garrett Cole is... Garrett Cole is smarter about it. He's a slider guy. But he, you know, he can be in the zone because he's so heavy, but he's more about setups and disguise. I haven't gotten the sense, Jake, that you're that enthusiastic about how much he could improve the team. I think he makes them better. I don't like. I think the like reaction, at least on Twitter, was that, as if they got like Cy Young. You know, like Garrett Cole. I mean, in fifteen was one of the best pitchers in baseball. But the last two seasons, granted, in sixteen he missed some time for injury. But the last two seasons he's been above average, but closer to average. Um, I think you know, and we'll, we'll see which version they get. I think it's probably somewhere in the middle. But um, that's not so optimistic for a guy who has. Such good I mean, stuff. So I'm, I'm going to jump in here. So I think it was Fangraphs on Saturday that came out with a story suggesting that if there was any team that was a fit for Garrett Cole, it was the Astros. And that's because of Strom and what he does with pitchers, you know, working their secondary pitches. You mentioned he's got a great slider. Do you see him working the slider a little bit more, you know, his, his secondary pitch to maybe well, elevate a, his game? Because we saw that kind of happen with Morton a little bit this year. Yeah, I mean, he throws a curveball curve and a changeup also, um, and a sinker. So Cole's got a pretty extensive repertoire. Uh, I think That he, was Cole you were just saying? Yeah. I, thought you were saying I thought you were describing Morton. No, Cole goes fastball, sinker, slider, curve, change. Wow. Okay. And he, I think he's increased the sinker a little bit the last and yet, couple And years. yet still, you're, you're rather I mean, I think he's measured. I'm I think saying he's really it. good. I think, like, but if, like... I don't know. It's it's not the same like as if when they got Justin Verlander, you know. It's but he's a good pitcher. They got two years of him. He'll be the he third could be starter, great. number three starter. Yeah, I mean, where he could be the number one starter. He's costing on, you nothing. He, he's six point five million this year. Well, then they have three players, right? And, right, and fair. probably ten million next year. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I just don't like. You know, I think there's a lot of questions he's going to have to answer. He gave up thirty one home runs last year, and we'll see which you know if. He went from 11 home runs allowed to 31. I mean, that you know, it's a big gap. He doesn't have a lot of like his one season where he had injury. It wasn't even major though. It was inflammation yeah. and like tendonitis. That's that's not a big deal. So when you look He's at a heavy, durable. Like, yeah, he, he throws you, a lot of innings. Like the difference between him and Noah Syndergaard is, I mean, the velocity is there. They're pretty similar in that sense, but. Syndergaard's a lot thinner. Garrett Cole has is incredibly He's durable. He's a huge guy. Yeah, yeah. he's. He's kind of got that Roger Clemens build where they're real broad in the chest mm-hmm. and they can just bring it downhill. Like that's what's kind of surprising about Justin Verlander is he's not you know a frail skinny guy like some starters are. Well, what's like, your point about highlighting Cole's durability? 
his size makes it so i mean like strom you were asking about austin he's he's a real big biomechanic guy mm-hmm. and maximizing what you can do with yourself and making sure that you're in the right place and a guy like that with that size strom can work out a few more kinks and if he is having arm trouble he can identify it and make him last i mean that's the purpose of a pitching so, coach all right so well I think that the effusive reaction from fans that you were talking about, Jake, yeah, they treated it like... I mean, they should be excited. That's the purpose of being a fan, right? Like, no, I, right, but I'm extending it to... There, there is the assumption, I think, by a lot of fans that he could become a number one starter for he this could. team. He could. So speaking of number one starter, I do want to read this. It was from MLB Hot Stove. So it was a comparison between Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer. And I saw that. Yeah, age 24 to 26 seasons. A convenient comparison. Right, right. Especially because they have the same agent. What? Boris. See, this is why Jake. This is why Jake Kaplan. <laughs> this is why Jake Kaplan is so effing good. I didn't. But know their that. numbers are very, very similar. I mean, so you think? Oh, that's you think that that's where that stat was like, tipped off it's, from? It's convenient. That's such a good. See, that's you. you. <laughs> that's so How good. many guys does Boris still have in free agency right now? Well, he hasn't signed anyone. Right. He's got so Arietta. that's that's he's what I mean. He's got we'll, 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 we'll get that in a moment. But Austin, yes, you're comparing. Right. So if you just look 2015 to 2017 for Garrett Cole, 38 and 30, 3.52 ERA. Oh, slow down so we could hear you. Come on. All right. 38 and 30 was his record. 3.5. Stop with the win loss stuff, please. Sabermetric. Sorry, man. 1.23. What was his BABIP? <laughs> or his Don't FIP? Have Don't have it. Or his Bush terminal? Uh, but it's but is that. <laughs> He's a, he, he's a heavy thrower in the Bush terminal. Terminal V for velocity. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. <laughs> but it, it, as Derek mentioned, 8.5 Ks over nine innings. Uh, Scherzer, during 2009-2011, 36-31, 401-ERA, 1.31 whip, same K per nine. And Scherzer is arguably one of the top two or yeah. three pitchers in baseball right now. So he's still relatively young. Uh, qu- all right, quite the convenient comparison. But yeah, 1.3 no. <laughs> whip from Scherzer? That's rough. I mean, Garrett Cole's... <laughs> He's got elite stuff. It's just the last two years, the performance hasn't matched the stuff. This was my argument when you and I spoke before, Jake, which is that looking at how the Astros approached the postseason last year, how A.J. Hinch managed his pitchers during the World Series, if it really is basically this all-out blitz to win each game as soon as possible with starting pitching, coming out of the bullpen often, this dramatically improves their chances to win a game if they have to win a game. And that, that's what this whole thing is about. You know, we, uh, I think the Astros are going to be heavily favored to win the AL West. I think yes. you and I disagree a little bit on that, Jake, right? No, they're going to be heavy favorites. Okay. For the I mean, they're they're favorites? projected to win 103.5 games this year, which is the biggest projection. By who? Uh, I saw it because I, I saw, saw it on 97 yesterday. Yeah, I saw it on or 94. Hold on yeah. just a second. They're going to win a lot of games. Yeah. yeah. Right. And my point is that I don't think Garrett Cole is the regular season. It, don't The regular season is not the most important part when we're talking about him. It's that in a short series, a team is going to have to face the Astros up against Keuchel, Verlander, Cole, McCullers, if Morton, healthy. Peacock. If they're, of course, it's always an right. if. Okay, fine. But you still have... Yeah, Peacock, McHugh, and Martez waiting in the whims to become starters. I mean, they want to groom Martez, but what do you do? Who's going to fall out of the rotation? I've, yeah, it I could mean, be a plan for next year. They don't have to. I think um, another point also is like a full season of Verlander and a full season of Cole takes a, a load off the bullpen. During, like the bullpen was was exhausted by postseason mm-hmm. and pitched a ton of innings in the regular season. I think just these two guys who eat a lot of innings and and you know, even though Cole had a career worse CRA last year, he still threw 200 innings. So um, I think that is a, 
a big factor in a rotation with other guys who have missed time the last few years. All right, so much more valuable in the regular season than I had given him credit for. Before. I, I, I mean, they're already, no, but, like, but like we talked about, like they're already heavy favorites. Now they're just heavier favorites. It That's pretty it, good. I, I mean, this is a nice deal from the pull-off. Although you, I think, very shrewdly have tried to dial back a little bit of um, the noise on Twitter and social media and fans suggesting that this was a really lopsided deal. You don't see it as so lopsided, right? I think it was a good trade for both teams. Um, I think like Musgrove is a get. It was probably lighter than I expected of a return. Like I thought it would, they would need more, like if not Fisher, then Alvarez or one of their next tier prospects. Um, the Pirates, you're saying getting yeah, those players from the Astros. yeah. But I mean, Joe Musgrove, it's five. I think it's five years of Joe Musgrove. If he is a, a number four, number five starter um, for five years, that that alone is pretty good. And then. Kyle Moran. It doesn't sound pretty good, but... I mean, it's valuable. They lost the number one starter. Joe Musgrove, But they weren't going to win in the next two years. Yeah. And they don't, you know, McCutcheon. So they're, they're not looking to win. Um, Musgrove's no. value is in the bullpen, and we learned that at the second half Well, then half it's the definitely season. not a good trade. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think... What are you like, talking about? You just got a premier back-end guy. I think... I guess I, I wouldn't have thought of Joe Musgrove as a premier. I would feel... Guy. Absolutely. He, he wants a start. Yeah, I know he, he does, but he's he gonna, should gonna, accept He's going to... You want what? You want him to close the Pirates? That's what you're saying. He absolutely could. Felipe Rivero's really good. Um, yeah, but he could still like. All right, anyway. I think his value lies like I think the de- his development as a starter because I mean a year ago he was talked about as mm-hmm. a top 100 pitching prospect. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I think there's that's still his stuff wasn't good enough. Was the problem right? We discovered. I don't. It, it didn't like you know his breaking ball didn't bite enough. Yeah, his fastball wasn't accurate enough. Musgrove. Yes, when as his a starter, was accurate. Enough. He was his his sec- the, he couldn't get swing and miss and put guys away. Right, that was his yeah. issue. He because he was in the, he was getting ahead in the zone yeah. and then he mm-hmm. just couldn't finish. Uh-oh. That was his whole problem. Well, good luck, Pirates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then and then Moran, you're Moran, Colin Moran. I mean, he's interesting. He he revamped his whole swing last year. It definitely was better. Uh, he he, I think he had seventeen or eighteen home runs in AAA. Astros didn't get to really see it in the majors because he broke his face, if you'll remember, on that weird play in Baltimore in July. Um, I know the Astros were still pretty high on him. Uh, they just didn't really have a spot for him. And then Michael Feliz, I think, still has some upside, too. I mean, he he strikes out a lot of guys. He's yeah. inconsistent, um, but he's, his strikeout numbers are really good. And he's if they could fix arm. his slider, um, which maybe they can, you know, maybe they have something there. I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's like, you know, as you know. I think there's, there's. I can see why they, they like the package they got. If that's, if that's the message they're sticking to. He's a triple digit arm is his value. I mean, that's. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna have to try to develop that pitch, but it's difficult for guys like that to just have so much unbridled power. You know, so yeah. I mean, it's value, but it's not. I'm with you. It's not. Well, but, but you know, we're we're at an, we're in an era in baseball in which controlling a player, the years in which you control a player, it, it it seems to be the most valuable part of any transaction. That it's not talent upside. You know, do you expect Colin Moran to be an all star someday? No, 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 right, right. That's my point. Do you expect they him didn't to be get a starter the future for... star? They didn't get the Clint the Clint Frazier or like the yeah. big headliner. But you know, it was only two years of Cole, right. uh, and he was coming off his worst season, right. um, ERA wise. Um, I think if he had been coming off 2015, it's a whole different ballgame. What about the very cold free agent market that we've seen? What do you think about that? What do I think about it? Okay, talk a little bit about what, what you think about. <laughs> What's it like? <laughs> you know, do you want me to talk about it? You guys both do great impressions. <laughs> um, 
I we, think we're it's we're around him a lot. I think it's bad for baseball because I think fans are bored. Is that a fair take? I think fans. My, my see question. My question is more: Why do you think it has taken so long for more free agents to be signed? There's a lot of reasons. I think a third of the league isn't in the market to, to improve their roster hmm. uh, via free agency because they are rebuilding, as the Astros did in five, six years ago. Um, I think the some of the big spenders are trying to reset things for the luxury tax purposes ahead of the Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, Clayton Kershaw. Steven Strasburg? No, he's, he's locked up. He just up. signed. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, you know, Josh Donaldson, it's a mega free, Dallas Keuchel, it's a mega free agent class next year. Um, and then I think a lot of these front offices think similarly now. And, um, you know, you don't always, free agency is not always the best place to get the best value. And, you know, the these players are often peaking while they're under the first six years team control. And then they're on their decline when they're in their free agent years. So, you know, I think it's it's kind of a, a mishmash of, of all those different factors, plus others that we probably don't even know about. I was thinking about the Texas Rangers and that rotation. Kind of weird. Very weird. And But that's a team that would make so much sense to go out and buy somebody. Go out and buy you Darvish. Go and buy Jake Arrieta. And, and if, they're not, if they're not developing somebody, yeah, that not? next season they've come out and said they're not in the market for a frontline starter. I know, it's which really, is weird. Which is you really think weird. Darvish would be a great fit for that. And, but or Arietta, who's from Fort Worth. Lorenzo Cain or one of the position players. Like they're not. They, I don't think the Rangers are that bad. They're not. No. They could easily be good with a few extra players. Right. They have a lot of like high variance. Like yeah. Like what so, is yes, Ru- yeah. what is Odor? What is you He's know trash. <laughs> but the, but the, I, I'm the only fan in the room. Uh, so. yeah. But like they have a lot of guys. Matt Moore's coming off a bad year, but he could be good. You know, like they have a lot of guys who like mine. The Rangers acquire Matt Moore. Yeah. When was that in the season? No, it was. Not, it was like early in the off season. That could be savvy. Look, you know, you add more Hamels and throw in Arietta or or Darvish. That's did, not a bad. That's a pretty good stat. Did Matt Moore ever stop tipping his pitches? You'd have to ask him. I don't know. <laughs> that was or all thing. the guys that hit him. I don't that know. was a thing in the playoffs for when he was. It was actually Rays against Rangers. He was tipping his pitches. Mm. You don't remember that? I don't. remember. Oh yeah, it was a huge. Either thing. way, I just and he was like, still getting maybe, away with it because he threw so hard. That's a team that makes a lot of sense to me to go out and buy anywhere. All right. Before we move on, I want one word from each of you about the following statement I'm about to make. One word. The St. Louis Cardinals closer next year is Luke Gregerson. Jake. I thought you put it pretty well in your tweet. Um, yeah, I honestly... <laughs> that's not one word. You've already... That's, you've already that's oh. One word. One oh, word. I really just want one word. One Luke word. Gregerson okay. is going to close for the St. Louis Cardinals next year. Jake? Okay. <laughs> Austin? Interesting. Derek? Stallion. <laughs> Mine is oof. <laughs> yeah. All right. I say interesting with like a shrug, like sarcastically. Or a cackle. Sure. I mean, what a joke. What a wannabe show pony. Keep getting them. <laughs> Jake, you're not so familiar, but Derek introduced to That was us. our thing in October. Yeah. Well, before, leading like the whole through, through the whole summer. Derek has a very simple philosophy when it comes to the six, uh, what success um, relies on in the bullpen. Simply put, High velocity, right? High velocity, good breaking ball. Clydesdales. Right? Clydesdales. <laughs> and Derek has a particular fascination and love, affection, effusive, effusive, almost sexual excitement mm. um, when you see a hard thrower take the mound out of the bullpen. A hard right? thrower that can control it. 
well, is what's the most impressive. Yeah, there, there were a bunch of pony by genuine gifts going around during <laughs> the uh, month of October between our text thread. It was great. <laughs> All right, I want to move on to football. Uh, we have a resident Eagles fan in Jake Kaplan from Philadelphia. You're the only person, right, with a, with a team. Would you punch left? a horse? Just curious. No. <laughs> Why would I do that? I don't know. That's what Eagle fans do. Now, don't lump every <laughs> Eagles fan into someone who did something stupid. Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> throw a battery and you'll hit one of those stupid fans. Um, so, so uh, but, uh, come on. Give us some fan passion here, Jake, Yakov. You've waited for this team to be good, I mean, your whole life, but certainly since the McNabb era. Yeah. And although they lost their star quarterback... They certainly have a chance. I mean, the, the Vikings defense. seem to be the team of destiny. Right. But, but it's an outdoor game. Vikings are not used to the outdoor, despite being from Minnesota. Eagles aren't. It's just weird, isn't it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so come on. Um, I, like, I, Nick Foles, this is your guy right now. He's not good. Uh, I'm viewing <laughs> everything that happens with the Eagles as a bonus. I expected them before the season to be between 7 and 9 and 9 and 7 um, and didn't really have any, you know, expectation that this was even possible um so i think anything's a bonus that being said i would love to see them win um that would be fun um they are underdogs i believe i would assume they they were underdogs last week so they have to be this week no uh actually i believe minnesota's a three and a half or four oh that's right yeah right um on the road so i'm not expecting them to win um that's what i like to hear yeah i think i think the vikings are the better matchup of the saints vikings Mm -hmm. too but um yeah, I mean the Vikings do kind of have that team of destiny thing, and since that last play, but Good let's God. keep in mind they they almost they basically lost. I just want to put that out there. You know, you know what I mean? They really and they blew what a seventeen nothing lead. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So why couldn't the Eagles win? They could. Case Keenum could. is still the quarterback in Minnesota. Yeah. He's good though. Uh, no. I'm not just pandering. He's a to the manager. No, he's, he's a manager. He's having a career season that he will probably never have. Is again. Case Keenum an elite quarterback? Is he Marwin Gonzalez of the? No, but Nick Foles is an idol. <laughs> <Marvin> um, <Gonzalez. laughs> um, All right, I thought you'd be a little. I thought you'd be a little more excited about the opportunity I'm to see your team get to the Super Bowl. Excited, but I just don't think they're going to win. The rest of us miserable football fans over here: Mia Jets, Austin, a Texan still. Yeah, Texan. Baylor, Oilers, Baylor, Oilers, and then Derek, a misbegotten. Bears fan. I don't know what you're talking about. I had a great year. I loved it. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Love you know, watching. You have uh, an opportunity to get to the Super Bowl. And who cares if, if you end up losing to the Patriots, probably? Come well, on. I do care because the Eagles have done the thing where they go to the Super Bowl and lose. Mm-hmm. They've never won it. That's the only thing they're, they're missing. Astros had never done anything in the playoffs until this year. Why not now for Philly? Because <laughs> the Astros <laughs> were led by Nick Foles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then do any of us think that Jacksonville has a chance? Yeah, I do. Why? Uh, I think Blake Bortles is going to have to not turn the ball over, similar to what he did against Pittsburgh. (laughs) 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 He didn't turn the ball over against Pittsburgh. I think their defense can keep him in. Their defense also allowed 42 points to Pittsburgh. I get that. Was it 42, right? 42, yeah. 45, 42. That's pretty bad. I mean, it is, but I think they're going to shore some things up. I'm not saying they're going to win. The spread's a nine and a half. I think they cover. Oh, I think they cover as well. Patriots cover. We can talk about yes. that off air, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. No, no, no. Jags cover. I think Patriots blow them out. Wow. Why? It's bold. Patriots well, are why five you, and why are against you so the spread. Because they have all that, games that, that turmoil in Foxborough. The what? <laughs> the turmoil in Foxborough. They're on a mission. Uh, <laughs> no, I just think they're the Patriots. Backstreet is breaking up a little bit. Bad. They're losing some coaches. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah. Offensive coordinator gone. Defensive coordinator gone. 
Who knows? All right, we'll finish about the most exciting news of the day. Uh, We're recording this on Tuesday, the night after the brawl that was not a brawl. Did anyone stay up for this? Yeah, Yeah, I I was up. I did, I did, and uh, I I think we're actually getting uh, a phone call right now. Oh, my God. Are we going to get... Okay. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a 212 number, I guess. That's, That's Los Angeles, right? A 212 would be a New York number, but it's... <laughs> no, a 202 it would be Washington, D.C. So keep trying. Yeah, what are the area codes you know? 814? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting a blocked number. How about that? I think it, Who's calling? Uh, it says, I don't know, blocked. Let's pick it up. All right. All right hey, guys. Hey, it's Doc. Doc Rivers. Uh, listen. <laughs> that was not a fight. That was a shouting match. And if, and if we're going to go by shouts, we won. Okay. So I'm, I'm kind of curious, Doc. Yeah. Why are you why are you vouching for your son, Austin, so much? I mean, he seems like a tool. He's an elite point guard that we got. And, you know, you don't need. Look, has Chris Paul won more titles than Austin River? No. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, these guys are just athletes. That was just talk. And, and we won the talk game and the game game. So what what did you think when you first saw the Rockets coming through the back? And <laughs> I've been used to, you know, players coming in through the back for my whole career. It's not, it's not weird. You know, they, these guys come in the back all the time. You know, the back door, if anything, we use the back door the most. Uh, guys, I got to go, so I got to wrap this up. What, you got another question? All right, so what do you think about... Uh, Blake Griffin, MVP. <laughs> uh, you know, most valuable puncher, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, uh, there's awful calls by the refs. You know, let them play, let them talk. It, it's just talk. All right, so that, that next game between the Rockets and Clippers, I think it's like February 28th. Uh, is there going to be a fight on the court? You're going to call the cops again. <laughs> I think he hung up. I think we lost it. Doc. 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 Oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. I was, I was tending to Austin. He needed a foot massage. What was your uh, about a fight? Let, yeah. It's a dog fight. It's a chicken fight. It's a boxing fight. It's a, it's a, it's a talk fight. You know, it's the it's the NBA. You know, it's all going to be a fight. You know, these guys are just athletes, the talent. You know, you, you roll the ball out and you let them fight it out. It's fine. This is yeah, you can get. I think that's uh, Doc, right, thanks, guys. I think that's uh, Doc Rivers joining us on the Weekly Brew Podcast. Doc, appreciate it, man. Thanks for your time. We we really do appreciate it. No, he hung up. He definitely hung up that time. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, wow, that was, that was an awesome get for us. So the Rockets last night losing. That, I don't know how you can do that going from like. Well, I, really no, I interview people all the time, so I can I can, I can, I can transition face. to. No, I interview people all the time, so I'm ready to come back and contribute to the podcast now. We were dying the, over here. <laughs> so last night the Rockets were losing. They're playing a bad game to the Clippers, a Clippers team that you know certainly none of us and I think no Rockets fans could name half of their roster right now. Who do they um, have besides Blake Griffin? Patrick, well, well, they have Austin Rivers. No, but no, no. But these guys, he's, he's <laughs> so so half their teams are injured. DeAndre right. Jordan, Patrick Beverly, Austin Rivers were, in, having, oh, were injured yeah, last night. Sixer. And they were not playing. Okay, thank you for that. Drafted by the Sixers. Nothing Second contribution, <laughs> Jay Kaplan. <laughs> thank you. No, they were playing really poorly last night. They've gone through. 
I don't know. I'm not going to call it a bad stretch as much as they went from being the best team in the NBA for a short period of time to now average and trying to just get back healthy and having to deal with, I'm sure, a thousand idiotic questions from people like me asking, well, how's it feel to play without Harden? And how to, you know, it's just been not such a fun stretch for the team. They go to Los Angeles last night, the second road, consecutive road game for them in a building where Chris Paul is inundated with questions about, well, how does it feel to return to the Clippers? And meanwhile, you know, like last year, we'd all been told that, oh, no, the Clippers were fine. They they, they got along. There wasn't disgruntlement between Doc Rivers and Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. They all got along. And then we see it totally boil over in this strange, catty uh, bickering and chippiness last night, where by the end of it, and I I have to say, I, I did think a lot of it was instigated by Blake Griffin. So Blake is widely disliked around the league by players. I, I, I really like Blake Griffin. I love watching him. I think he's really funny. I think that he does get roughed up a lot more than other players. But at the same time, in a way, I, I think that he has to get, like, understand that. He has to anticipate that. That is how this is going to go for Blake Griffin. So for him to you know, be mouthing off during the game... Uh, he has some, you know, brush with Mike D'Antoni. because he's Mike... dating a Kardashian, man. That's what happens to Mike you. D'Antoni? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was about to be such a big uh, scoop. Breaking no. news. The D'Antoni was, was it locked to date a Kardashian? Was it locked? Was it locked? So, no. That Wait, Blake, who's, who's Blake dating? Uh, the One of the Why Kardashians. I don't know her name. <laughs> right, Scott I'm, Disick? I'm, not, I'm, I'm no, not uh, the, the tall, thin one that does the modeling. I don't know any of them. That sounds like most of them. No, they're not thin. <laughs> not like the one that he's dating she's taller and thinner than all of them That's well I'm happy for those kids and no but Blake apparently you know kind of feeling himself in that game and really enjoying I think sticking it to um, Chris Ken- Paul Kendall Jenner is apparently yeah, who he's dating one. Kendall isn't she like 14 Jake they, they grew up actually oh they grew yeah. up <laughs> <laughs> that does happen doesn't it and she's, she's 22 so listen, for so, the record. All right, yeah, all right. anyway, she, let's cut to the chase. The point lost. is that, <laughs> Jesus, you guys, pull it together here. No, she's good looking. Anyway. That's your hot take. <laughs> Was that supposed to be? You know how I feel about women. I love women. How do you women. feel about women, Derek? I love women. Go ahead. I'm sure we're going to lose every chance of a sponsorship we ever had. Thank yeah. you. Well, we can just cut that out. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> the, the Blake Griffin... if. I guess Mike D'Antoni said he he hit him. Yeah, that which was, was weird. I think that no, was but, a, but also it was a bit of an exaggeration. I think that Blake. The, the point is that Blake he purposefully let the, get the best of him. Thank you for that cliche, Austin. <laughs> Jesus, did you did, did any of you guys like watch the game or read? No. no I, okay, listen. Yeah, I mean, he, no, I, he think, bumps, I think it was he, intentional bumping into D'Antoni. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's hard it's to a, bump into a coach when it's not intentional, especially when the coach was standing out of bounds. By the way, yeah. so then on top of that, in the next play. Uh, well, it comes after a play where Eric Gordon was just like flailing his arm and, and gesticulating because he didn't get a call on a goaltending uh, by Wesley Johnson. They come back down. There are fouls. And then Blake kind of shoulders through Chris Paul and into Clint Capella. And now, by the end of the game, with the Rockets playing like garbage and down by around 10 points, you know, it's just, it's just disgruntlement boiling over into an outright you well, know, feud. What about Griffin then spiking it onto Eric Gordon? I was, was going to get there. Oh, okay, sorry. I was there. So, 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 nice. so listen, so Griffin and Mike D'Antoni exchange F-bombs, <laughs> which, fudge, is, which was amazing. Yes. Fudge, fudge, fudge. Yeah. Hey, f- hey, Mike D'Antoni, hey, I'm the ball, fudge you, fudge you. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Do you have a Blake Griffin? It's just a game, man. Yeah, it's not very good. Hey, uh. <laughs> so he, um, 
No, and and it was it was I have to say it was mostly cursing that conflagrated the feud that turned it into this like big blazing, um, you know, chippy catty fight. I gotta say, I loved watching but, Mike D and Tony get upset like that. I'd never seen him like that. That was hilarious. well. I don't think he gets hit that often or bumped that often <laughs> by a player. But then, but wait, another just just to put it all out there. Also near by the. Finishing stretch of the game. So there's a, I don't know, I think the refs are reviewing a play. They're reviewing the technical. And Blake is (laughs) sort of going on and on with Austin Rivers and Patrick Beverly about what happened between him and Mike D'Antoni. Cameras from TNT broadcast showed that um, Austin Rivers and Patrick Beverly are now like egging Blake Griffin on a little bit more. That they really are relishing this opportunity to stick it to the Rockets. And, and and why am I, I depicting this kind of, this like um, renaissance painting of uh, disgruntlement between these teams is because I really didn't realize that there was an actual feud between these two teams. I didn't realize that, you know, Clippers dislike Chris Paul this much, that the Rockets dislike Blake Griffin this much. And we now have the definitive best rivalry in the NBA. That is what we saw last night. And how does it culminate after the game, which, so nobody saw how the game finished by any chance? Like the final seconds? Yeah, I did. It was so, where they left the ball on the court? Yeah. So both teams decided to walk off the court with maybe seven, between seven and 11 seconds left in the game. And the ball is just idling and rolling on the hardwood. You know, like the, Vegas, like you know, you know the people you know? gambling in Vegas were like, someone pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm sure, well, I'm sure the, the, uh, the Clippers beat the spread. But, um, and it was so awkward because Chris Paul actually was about to go to the locker room, but time hadn't the, the game hadn't finished yet, so he had to walk back toward the court for the last four or five seconds to finish with the ball rolling and nobody touching it, and Gerald Green spewing more expletives and curses at the Clippers' way. They go into they go off the court, and later, first reported by Adrian Wojnarowski and Ashley Brewster, a television reporter in Los Angeles, they report that. The Rockets players tried to get into the Clippers locker room. Well, hold on. The Brewster, the reporter from L.A., she actually tweeted that Harden and Chris Paul were fighting in the Rockets locker room. Right. We don't know. So so now on Tuesday night, we don't know what the league and Kiki Vanderway is leading the investigation for the league office. We don't know what they've determined. But according to, I mean, it's hard for us to really question the great Adrian Wojnarowski in his latest tweets. The... um, in fact, what happened was that Trevor Ariza boiled over the most, and that Trevor Ariza was the one who, after getting um, a double technical with and ejected along with Blake Griffin at the end of the game, it was Ariza who tried to storm through the back door of the Clippers' locker room. Um, meanwhile, reportedly, Clint Capella was knocking on the <laughs> front the door. Part. I know that is the brother. So, so I, this hasn't been determined, but what, we're saying decoy. Or yeah, no, 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 that's what we're surmising. We're surmising that Clint was like, yeah, he was the decoy at the front door. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> bonjour. So I, I think I think Katie Nolan from ESPN actually said something that he was, you know, he's a guy that was born in Geneva. And after the uh, after he knocked on the door, got the door shut in his face, he just went back and took a shower. And <laughs> that's the most like Switzerland thing to do. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he maybe. I mean, again, we got to wait to see how this turns out from the NBA office investigation. 
<laughs> he just got lost. I don't think so. Um, well, those other guys knew their way through the back door. And, uh, yeah, and so apparently Trevor Reason was instigating it the most, and then James Harden and Chris Paul played Pacifier, that they tried to stop Trevor Reason. Now, I don't think it really matters that much, because I wouldn't be surprised if, in a way... I was I was texting with somebody today about this with the Rockets. Ooh, look at you! I texting. know I know somebody, and and I you know, like what's the incentive for these players to be that truthful? Like presumably Trevor Reza could fall on the sword if he wanted to to make sure that Chris Paul and James Harden are available for games this week against the Wolves and on Saturday against the Warriors because you know what would really suck is if no Paul, Trevor, no, Harden. no Paul, no Harden, no Capella, no Ariza. Woo! Let that sink in. Gerald Green. What? Gerald Gerald Green. (laughs) Maybe, no, Gerald Green, you're right. Let that sink in for a moment. Who the hell are the Rockets going to play against the Wolves? And God forbid they have to go with that lineup against the uh, Warriors. Holy hell. I've heard rumors that uh, Daryl Morey has seen you shoot the three against Steph Curry and has inquired about your availability. Uh, No, Gerald actually immediately vomited when he saw (laughs) me shooting the three. My biggest thing now is... The Rockets are the two seed. Put your phone down. No, I need the phone for what I'm about to say. All right. right. The Rockets are currently the two seed. The Clippers, the seven seed. They could match up. First round matchup. But at the same (laughs) same time, look at you. At the same time, I think the Clippers are going to be sellers at the trade deadline. I mean, DeAndre Jordan Jordan has said that he wants a trade. Today, it was reported that he wants a trade to Houston. I don't see that happening. That was from Stephen A. Smith. Come on. Do you have a Stephen A. Smith? Do I have a Stephen A. Smith? (laughs) Are you kidding me, Jake? DeAndre Jordan. Wants a trade to the Houston Rockets? Are you kidding me? Another Philly guy. I know, Jake. You don't have to tell me. DeAndre Jordan, you know, Rockets uniform. Are you kidding me? You got to start using big words like... Plethora. Of problems. (laughs) Plethora is what you come up with? It's his favorite word. He loves to use the word, and he misuses it. But anyway... Um, he always says words that end in L-Y, so like egregiously and <laughs> incredibly. Jake, you could use a few of those in your pieces of work, my friend. Oh, thank you. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know our history, Jake. Great. Now I seem like a joke. I can't explain now. Anyway, so... Um, that was, that was, was, no, no, that was, was it good for the Rockets? Was this fight good for the Rockets? It was really bad for the Rockets, and it will get way worse... If the wall, if they have to face the Wolves and especially the Warriors without all the players we just mentioned, For two Trevor, games, who cares? It's two no, 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 no. games. Well, uh, it, you know why? Okay, does it affect their chances of beating the Warriors in the playoffs and making it to the finals? In all likelihood, no. Does it matter to just get this team back to a place where they're playing really well again, where the vibes are really good, where they can get us in as reporters to stop asking them all the questions they really don't want us asking them? It's really bad in that regard. So, so why okay? is this it fight, is a big deal? Why is this fight a bad thing in terms of like team chemistry? You just need James Harden back. I mean, I I, I think well, that you might not have him against the Warriors. I, well. I, I, right. I think you no, can. but it, it just delay. Stop. My point is that it delays the co- the the on-court cohesion and continuity of this team, which is what they need. But it's okay because they've had so many. We're guys in January. The playoffs are what June. Uh, okay. April. Yeah, but it's one after another after another. Another guy gets hurt. Then this incident happens. I mean, it's kind of weird. You'll forget about it in a week. Well, thank you so much, guys, <laughs> for today's show. It, it was, was fun. fun. Jinx. Buy me a Coke. <laughs> no. Oh, that was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
heading into uh, for the rest of the week, Jake, tomorrow you are going to cover Garrett Cole's introductory press conference, weather permitting. Where can readers find some of your work? Uh, they should buy the Houston Chronicle newspaper on Or they can go to my Twitter and uh, get a lot of links for free. They can... <laughs> <laughs> and what else should they do, Jake? Where they else should, can they find your work? They could do that and then also go to their local supermarket or gas station and pick up the physical paper. Or they it's fun. Go to HoustonChronicle.com and subscribe. Um, and follow Hunter on Twitter. I would always recommend that. Especially if you like <laughs> dog videos and wrestling. No, but Free content. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jake, where can, they, where can uh, listeners find you on Twitter? I'm at Jake M. Kaplan. Thank you. Derek? Um, what's Jared up to? How's he doing? Is he okay? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> they can find Derek Fogel at Fogel Said What. Derek, also, what's your schedule this week in terms of on air for CBS Radio? Uh, we are no longer CBS Radio. So actually. it actually says that on your website still. Oh, I know, yeah. and it still says it in our studios. I'm sorry. What, then, then tell listeners where they can find you. Uh, well, on Twitter, I'll be at the Garrett Cole thing too. I mean, it's going to be generic. I'm not really going to. You, we're not going to have a one-on-one with him, but uh, no. But where can they, if if listeners want to hear more of you? Uh, this is called a plug. Are you on the air this week? No, <laughs> <laughs> the listeners can't find you. Uh, actually, Austin, they can find you. They get, Austin, they can find you at. Take it back. I'll be at the Sam Houston racetrack for the uh, Campbell oh my God, and Oscars Gam- races. I will be broadcasting from there. No one talked to him. He's a degenerate. That actually sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> How far away is that? I want to go. Uh, Austin, where can <laughs> listeners find you? It's like 25 minutes. But wait. I'm in. Yeah. All right. Uh, they could find me at uh, A. Staten or Weekly Brewcast. Wheelie Brewcast. Thank you so much for everybody joining us. You're going to have another episode coming out recorded Sunday. Is that correct? Uh, we'll see. I'm traveling. We'll talk about that later. Oh, boy. All right. Well, enjoy the content. I'm Hunter Atkins. You can find me on Twitter at HunterAtkins35. Please do buy the Houston Chronicle or use my Twitter to get free links. Uh, I'm <laughs> writing this week about the Rockets. I'm going to Rockets practice tomorrow. I'm sure I will have several uncomfortable conversations with players all about things that they don't want to talk about. Uh, we've got the Golden State Warriors game against the Houston Rockets on Saturday. Uh, You can catch me on them internets with all stuff about that. Thank you for joining us, and we will see, Austin, you always say, we will see you next week, but we don't see any listeners. So you know what? We will talk to you next week. You've been listening to The Weekly Brew.